doing great. How are you guys doing? Long shot question for you is, have you ruled out Fred Warner from playing this week, or <laughs> is there a chance that he has a, he might suit up? I'll refer all that to Kyle with the injuries. <laughs> past three games, obviously, the defense been off the field a lot more the way the offense is playing, but the, I think the run defense, it seems that it has been better on the interior. Has Eric Armstead's move to, to more defensive tackle alignment? helped in, in that regard for the run defense? Yeah, I think with the run defense, it's been all of our guys inside. I feel like they've all played better, you know, starting with DJ Jones. He's been in there. He's he's done a really good job of, uh, of attacking and making plays inside. You see Kevin Givens stepping in, making a huge play for us there uh, last week. And Eric Eric has done a good, really good job inside as well. So all of those guys, Shree, Eric, DJ, is collectively as a group, all of our guys inside have played well. DJ, how much credit does he get for that interception, uh, Aziz's interception on Sunday? Oh, that's if he doesn't do what he do with with getting his hands up there. I mean, you know, Kirk is able to make a clean throw there. So I think that DJ getting his hands up, affecting the quarterback there. That's it has everything to do with Aziz being able to get that interception. And Aziz also did an awesome job of you know redirecting his body and being able to. Turn around, I mean, being able to make that catch, it was a tough catch, but it's all credit goes to DJ with him getting his hands up, affecting the quarterback. Something we've been, you know, trying to instill in our guys more. You know, how we, how can we affect the quarterback? And that's, of course, getting our hands up when we are close. He gets off the line faster than anybody on that on that play. Was that just that play, or is that something that you've been? Seeing from DJ, just uh, you know, really explosive uh, get offs. Yeah, that's what he's been doing, and that's what you know, been with DJ. That's what he's just you know, really taking hold of the scheme and doing what we asked him to do, and that's attacking. You know, that's our front. We want to play an attack front, and when our guys are attacking up front, the run game is better, the passing, everything is better because everything is predicated on our defense line being aggressive and attacking up front. And when DJ does just doing his job, you know, nothing fancy, but he's just doing his job there on that play, attacking, doing what he's supposed to do, and it causes a turnover. And that's how, you know, we haven't had turnovers and things, but they're coming now. It's just a matter of guys just being fundamentally sound, owning their technique, doing their job, you know, to the best of their ability. For a long time while you've been here, what steps has he taken since you've seen him from the beginning? Yeah, I think DJ, you know, from the beginning, he's always kind of been up and down, you know, splash player. But you see here, I've seen him grow from the standpoint of him just being a more consistent player. He's been very consistent and he's been dominant. He's been playing on the other side of the line of scrimmage, which he can do consistently. And that's what he's proven. And that's how he's grown since his, since his time, since he's been here. He's just become a more consistent, more dominant force inside. And that's the reason why we continue to play good defense because of DJ and what he does up front for us. Kyle mentioned with Aziz that he flies around all the time, which is uh, wonderful, but sometimes in the past, I guess more frequently than now, but he'd fly around and perhaps not break down and um, you know miss tackles and stuff. Is that even at this level? You, you know, go back to the fundamentals with, with a guy like that, and you know, able to break down as easy, or or how do you? How do you deal with that if that was like an issue? Yeah, that is, you know, that is Aziz. That's who he is. You know, he is. 
probably one of our best effort players. When you turn on our tape, you're going to see 51 flying around, sideline to sideline, making plays. And that's what I want from him. That's what I expect from him. Love the aggressiveness. And at the end of the day, when it comes to the point in time to make that tackle, you know, when you're flying around like that, sometimes you may miss. But that's okay if I have 10 other guys flying around at the same speed and with the same mentality that Aziz is flying around with. So Aziz, he has just continued to do what he's doing. He's been doing a, a great job, having the best year of his career. And I see him just continue to get better and better each week. But, uh, you know, when you fly around like that, it's, that's what we want. You know, and of course, sometimes you may miss, but it's all about those other guys coming as well. And are they flying around as quick as him? Yeah, it's, when you set semi, an underrated play, I think it was the last tackle when he got cooked. No, it wasn't cooked. Uh, Madison, maybe, on the second down on Vikings last drive before you get to the sideline. Yeah. I mean, is that just an example? You said him being able to get sideline to sideline and make plays? Yeah, of course. And it, Aziz, he plays all over the field. And that play there during the two-minute drive, you know, we try to teach our guys in two minutes, you know, you want to tackle the outside leg, knock guys back so the clock can continue to run. And that was a perfect example from not only Aziz, but also E-Man had a – tackle on that same drive is exactly what we want there to continue to make the clock move. So that's Aziz. He's he's all over the place. He, he plays with a lot of energy. Hair is on fire. And he's a guy who can you know, rally the guys around him as well. How is, is Mosley playing? And, and how much do he and everybody else in the secondary got to watch out for the deep ball and Russ? Have you noticed any difference in Russell's deep ball the last three games? <laughs> Yeah, I think E-Man is E-Man has done a good job. E-Man has been consistent for us, one of the most consistent guys in the back end. E-Man is doing a, a good job for us. And when it comes to the Russell and the deep ball and those things, guys, they just have to play their techniques. I mean, it's you know the, we know they're going to try to you know attack us with Metcalf getting the ball, so our guys are aware of that. But guys can't panic or anything when that time comes. You just have to trust their preparation and what they've been doing all week, what they've been studying all week. Just trust that and go play fast, man. Go play confident. That's what our guys have to do. How does Talanoa develop? How, how fun is it for you to find ways to get him on the field in those three safety sets? Because obviously those have been increasing here over the past couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, with Talanoa getting on the field, it's just a credit to him. And first off, how, how smart he is. You know, his first thing, first, he's a very sharp guy. He can handle a lot. You know, I put a lot on him. And he's, he's able to handle, he does a great job of studying and always being prepared. So with that, you know, we try to get him out on the field as much as we can because you see he's a, he can be a playmaker for us. And he's made some big time plays for us when he's out there. So as much as I can, I want to keep him out on the field. Seattle with, with their new offensive coordinator at this point that you did the, the first time. What, what, what have you seen in, in that group? What are maybe some strengths and weaknesses that, that you've identified now that they have a you know, bigger sample to work with? Yeah, I think it's still a it's still Seattle as I watch as I watch these guys and study them. You know, they want to run the ball, they want to keep the game manageable, so Russ can get there in the fourth quarter and and be Russ and try to you know make a miraculous play to win the game. So to me, their whole everything they do offensively is still has been the the same. They have a few more wrinkles here and there with some play action plays, but. For the gist of everything, it's still, you know, Seattle heavy. They want to run the ball, play action pass, you know, take some deep shots to lock it. So it's still, that's still who they are. 
and um, you know we've went against these guys a lot. We know it's going to be a it's going to be a tough battle. You know those guys always are competitive. They're going to play hard just as we are. So it's always going to be a good matchup. Struggling as, as much as they have the last few weeks. How much do you brace for that? For that, like, hey, you guys, like, this is they're eventually going to snap out of this. Yeah, I don't. I mean, when you look at the tape and you really watch these guys, they. You know, these games are all close. You know, their record may not say that, but all of the games they've been in. So our guys aren't looking at it like, oh, look at their record. They're not who they've been. Seattle is still the same. They're going to play tough. They're going to be – they've been in – they'll be in the game. <laughs> no matter how the game looks, how the outcome looks, they always find a way to be in games and have an opportunity to – a chance to win the game, just like they did on Monday night, as bleak as the situation looked. You know, they still are able to generate a drive there when they need it. So, you know, we're, we're not, <laughs> you know, for sort of overlooking these guys or anything like that. You know, we know we have to – this is going to be a tough match. we got to play our best ball against these guys. We expect to win. One more uh, DJ question. Yeah. I, I think early in his career, stamina was, was a question mark with him playing well in, into December and January. How has he done in, in that regard? How is he looking right now yeah, big credit to DJ. I think he, when he came into camp, he came back probably in the best shape that he's been in, and he's sustained that throughout the entire year. So it's just a credit to how DJ has worked in the off season, and he hasn't, you know, missed a ton of time. You know, he's been at, he's been available, and that's show he's been available to showcase his talent, and that's what you see. Like he's been out there, he's been able to showcase a consistent and dominant player inside. So it's a credit to him and just how he's worked from the offseason and how it's paid off for him throughout the year. All right. Good. Thanks, guys. I missed Thanksgiving dinner last week. I was here till 7 o'clock to stay at this podium. You guys weren't here. Oh, really? Oh, I was here already. Um, what do you guys got? I asked Jimmy about this yesterday, but he said it'd be a better question for the coaches. I looked at the offensive efficiency splits. First and third down, you guys are at or near the top of the league. Second down, like 23-24. Is that something that you guys are aware of? And, and is that something – do you have any theories as to why second down has been less efficient? Hmm. Correlation or causation? I don't know. Um, no, the, the I think that's more happenstance than – anything um there's your uh you, you you pretty much treat first and second down the same in terms of uh there's still an equal run pass threat and that's how we kind of look at the game um so our uh, I, I wouldn't say you know maybe we're bad second down coaches i feel like over time that would work itself out um but yeah that's not something that I was really aware of, um, just because I, I really we look at the game first and second down. You're either avoiding third down or you're not. I did a lot of those uh, toss plays to Mitchell to the right side, um, and, and they were effective. Is that something that's pre-calculated, whether you're going to do your, your, your runs right or left, or is that you know based on what you're seeing at the moment? Um, we, especially our, our staff, we, we have a collection of um, coaches that might err on the side of overthought. So literally every um, direction, ball handling, receiver alignment, 
there's a reason for everything. That doesn't mean it works out or it works in our favor or it doesn't come to bite us, but um, all of those things we take into consideration. Um, it, a, lot, a lot of it has to do with defensive line penetration, um, how we're blocking things, uh, the, the comfort of the backs, how the defense responds to tosses. Sometimes it helps you, sometimes it hurts you. So it's all, it's all game plan specific. Um, and we, we have good, uh, more than good, we have really good um, blockers at tight end. So a lot of times you, when, you're trying to get the, when you're trying to utilize that, tossing the ball can get the, get the ball to them quicker and help them impact the game. But there's a multitude of reasons. Um, but the, the, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't say uh, specifically that there's a reason that the ones to the right have worked other than that um, on those given plays, the right side has executed blocks well. And then when they've overran it, the um, backside on uh, Lakin and, Trent have done a good job on the backside block, so um, that's pretty much the reason. Uh, it, there's, there's a multitude of reasons, all of which we consider every single play, probably to a fault. With your vantage point from the booth, and you can see that all 22, um, can you notice anything about how Elijah Mitchell's getting in a flow of a game from your For sure. Yeah, what, how so? You can you can feel especially from the box you can feel uh, the momentum um, of defenders and you can feel when there's uh, plays are blocked for three or four and you can feel the momentum of the runner get seven um, the that vantage point is very impactful for the the momentum of run plays for the line of scrimmage in general and um, pass plays. You can really, uh, you know, from the sideline copy, essentially, is what you're, what you're looking at. Um, it's, a, it's one of the reasons that it's, it is an advantage to be up there um, to see it all play out. I think uh, we're averaging something like 8.8 .8 yards a play when Debo lines up in the backfield. A small sample size, but other than just, you know, getting the ball in the hands of a, a really good player as much as you can, why do you think it's so successful, and what does it do to defenses just having the threat of him? In that position. Oh, because uh, you know that that's something that it's it's not like we were. It's something that happens organically when you're trying to solve game planning issues week in week out. So um, you know, one game in particular, uh, there uh, we faced. There was a team that played a lot of man coverage, so that was a reason to have them in the backfield to see how they would line. But. Um, also, Debo's been making a ton of plays with the ball in his hands, so uh, defenses are aware of that. And when you do have success at anything, um, it allows you to anticipate um, some overplay for things because they, they, better, um, they better defend it, and that opens up other things. So I think um, the stuff that Debo's done with the ball in his hands, that's, we, we found a couple other ways to get him the ball. Um, and then it's a reaction from there, which is probably why the, the stats have been so successful. Um, I'm sure if we did it at every play, the success rate would probably go, it wouldn't be as high, so you have to pick and choose. 
Um, otherwise, we'd probably do it every single play. Um, but that is, that, that's something that organically happens depending on the defensive scheme that you have and the, and the different problems they present. Before you started going to that more, did, had you seen maybe cover just rolled his way a little bit more? I mean, is there an element of like, hey, this is a way we can get the ball in his hands and there's nothing they can do about it? Um, the, as far as coverages, we, we move our players around um, a lot. I think there's been a lot, of, a lot of stuff written about how much we motion and stuff. So it is hard for defenses to, to um, overplay with, with their back end pre-snap. Um, but really, it's just like, hey, we, we, what if we could get the ball to one of, the, one of our best players, one of the best players in the league with the ball in his hands and, not ha and minimize the risk? So that, you know, that's what a run is in general, um, is just uh, you're distributing the ball in a safer way so that, that uh, when, when a guy is adept at um, carrying the ball in, an, in tight space and, and is tough enough and fast enough to get through holes like a running back, shoot, why don't we give him a couple touches back there, um, see if he can get some explosives and, and, and not have to put the team in harm's way, be able to dictate the terms a little bit. Um, on the line of scrimmage and whatnot. His role has evolved a lot as he's been here. Did you see this potential from him when you were looking at him at the Senior Bowl, per se? Um, no, I. You knew that. You knew that we that he could do some cool things, and he was a tough player. At that that at the Senior Bowl, he re, it really struck us that hey, this is a type of guy that you want to be a part of your team touching the football. So you're evaluating that. Um, to say that we envisioned um, his role as it, as it was last week, that, that would be a lie. That, that stuff kind of just comes organically um, as you, you know, because you've got to teach a, a receiver to be a receiver first. And the more he's comfortable in the offense, then you're like, hey, well, let's try him doing this. And he, then he's comfortable with that. I mean, it, it's, a, it's a chore just to, um, for a receiver to learn how to align in the backfield. Receivers don't know um, what the B gap is. They, uh, they, so like to tell them to align there, that it can be a lot on, on someone's plate. Every single time he's in the backfield or every single time we're using him in different ways, that is, a that, that is something he has to learn and own. And you, you try not to get too ahead of yourself because he's got to be a receiver that can – catch a ball on third down as well and beat man covered. So um, it's, it's something that um, we, we've been fortunate enough to, to have experience with a lot of different types of players. Um, then there's a lot of stuff that people do around the league that you kind of catch an eye on. And then, um, you know, when the opportunity presents itself, you just, you just try to do stuff that makes sense for your, your team and your offense. Mike, given what the Seahawks have been for, you know, over a decade, is it just weird to be preparing for a three and eight Seahawks team? Well, you know, it's funny. You don't you watch the tape, and the tape doesn't match the record. You know, I don't think there's a person in our in our building, and there's a player in our locker room that that would think of this team as a three and eight football team at all. They they are. Uh, they play hard. They've lost games that were close. Um, I think we can relate to that. And the, the, the 
Seahawks as a team still still have their same mantra of they do not let anything happen to teams easy. You know, there's a lot of teams that, uh, or there's a lot of people saying that the Packers are the best team in the NFL. Well, what was the score with five minutes to go just like two weeks ago? You know, the, this is a team that you cannot take lightly, and we sure sure aren't. Um, they've, we, it's hard enough to win in this league as it is, but the the three and eight, we we try to keep our brains to the film and what we see and what we prepare for, and it does not look look like that at all from um, a defensive perspective. They look as tough as ever. How much progress have you been able to see from Trey Lance as far as operating from the pocket while he's been running the scout team here over the the, the past few oh, weeks? There, there's always progress because there are so many things that go into playing the quarterback position. So each and every day. He comes up. He he's presented with different challenges and um, is forced to operate within um, the pocket in different ways. He sees our coverages and has to execute various plays that overlap with our offense. So there there is um, growth each and every week because you're getting to experience things. You get to have trials, errors. Um, it's all about reps and each week is very important for him on the scout team preparing our defense as well as preparing himself how much can he benefit like we've asked you this but in previous weeks when he's emulated other quarterbacks but this week i guess a little bit of russell wilson uh what goes into that no it it is it is cool for him to find himself himself as a player when you go your back-to-back weeks are um kurt cousins where you're primarily emphasizing pocket passing. And then, you know, the, our defense has to be ready for off schedules. I, I'm not sure if there's a quarterback that's, been, that's done it better in this league than Russell Wilson. So the, there is, it is beneficial to have that variance because you, what, whatever you're emphasizing, um, you, you get reps at that component of your game. So having them back-to-back weeks has been great for him. Juwan Jennings was a dual threat quarterback in high school. Um, I don't know if you knew that before dialing that up, but um, did he earn maybe another another crack at that some, somewhere down the line? I mean, for sure, everything's up. As you've noticed, we we if people have skill sets, sometimes it takes us a while to find them, but we try to utilize them. So he he did nothing to uh, to keep us from doing it in the future. Um, we did know that. Uh, the great thing about Juwan is. Um, if we ignored that fact, he would have let us know pretty quick. So we, we, we knew early uh, that that was in his repertoire. Um, probably about 10 minutes after. Uh, no, yeah, he's, it's great. It's been great to see him get, get some experience. Uh, I think he has, is it one completion? Yeah, he's, he's one for one for like, it was a penalty, it was nullified, so. Um, but yeah, he, he the ball didn't hit the ground, so that's a win. Close. Yeah, <laughs> pulled the string a little bit. Oh yeah, appreciate it.